Hey, I'm glad you're here. Well, I want to talk about discovering a life that is, has overflow, flowing things, that's like overflowing. How to live an overflowing life. And um, it's some kind of a Christmas message, but it's not the typical Christmas message. But it's only the first of Advent, so it's okay, okay? Um, hey, so if you want to get to know a person, right? So if you want to get to know me, uh, you might know like a Dan Nuez, she's working here at church in a month already for 10 years now, which is cool, which is cool. Um, and uh, we arrived here 13 years ago as a family, uh, like back then just married and now a family, three kids. But if you really want to get to know me, there are two things you need to do. You need to observe me while I play a game with you. Because when you play a game with somebody, is, is it a card game, a sport, then you truly get to know a person, right? Amen? Or if you watch me going through difficult times, a crisis, then you also get to know me. Because both things, they really reveal what is inside of you. So I wonder what is inside of you. You know, it's like, you know, with little fruits. You're not 100% sure if they are like legit fruits. You know, like nowadays you can actually replicate, replicate like plastic fruits. So the only way to really know what is really inside of that orange, is it really orange, is you need to put pressure on it. Like you need to press it. And while you put pressure on, stuff flows out of it. And uh, you see like when actually there's a pressure in its life is squeezing you, stuff will flow out of you. And the question is, what is flowing out of you? So he, in my case, let's do the test. No, you know what? Oh, let's mix it up a little bit. Like, you know, maybe a lemon. Is it real lemon? I need, no, no, no. I need to put pressure on, right? I need to squeeze it. And maybe sometimes life um, is like that. It starts to squeeze you. Maybe nowadays you go think like, oh my, my goodness, life is a crisis. We had this crisis, now that crisis, next year, what kind of crisis? We all went through crisis and all these crises, they put pressure on. And the question is, what is flowing out of you? And I'm going to make the test. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Mm, this is good lemon juice and orange juice. The question is, what is flowing out of you? When pressure comes on you. I love actually getting to know people and seeing how like suddenly in difficult times they seem to do even better. Not that they are like pretending all to do well, but that true great character comes out. Sometimes you meet people and like when pressure comes on, you see them like they, they're still full of hope. They still are full of faith. And some other pressure comes on them and you realize the whole world is crumbling down. I wonder what about in your life? What's happening when pressure comes on you? What is flowing out of you? I have a verse I want to share with you guys. And it's such an awesome verse because I realize God wants to fill our life so that when difficult times or great times, whatever times come, he himself will flow out of us. Attributes of God will flow out of us. So let's read together with me in John um, chapter 7, 
verse 37. And just to give you a bit of a context, we are at the feast, basically Thanksgiving. Like modern day Thanksgiving in the Jewish world, it's like goes over like many days. And there was Jesus in the city. And we read on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, like imagine hundreds of people, thousands of people all celebrating. And there is Jesus suddenly standing in the crowd and saying, guys, listen, you're like, who is that guy? Okay, that's like, that's the context. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So what is he saying? He's saying anyone who is thirsty, if you're thirsty, come and I will satisfy your thirst. You know, he actually is quoting verses from the Old Testament. I want to read that because it's really, really cool. Because like those of you, you like, you needed like more uh, painted, more beautifully. Here it says, come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. How good is that? Not just like buy water and bread, buy honey and wine and bread and milk. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the riches of fair. So what is Jesus offering? He's offering to come and drink. It's not a shame message. Oh, if you are thirsty, God, you know. You have a problem. He's like, if you're thirsty, why spend it on stuff that you have to pay a lot and it's still not satisfying you? It's not like, you're thirsty, you have a problem. And I'm like, hey, if you're thirsty, just come to me. It's not a problem to be thirsty. The question is, where are you going? It's an invitation. And I love watching people going to Jesus and you realize their thirst is being met. And it's amazing talking to those people because you realize that there is a stream of living waters flowing out of them, no matter the situation. And I wonder what about in your life, what is flowing out of you? So the question is, what is necessary for us to experience that overflowing life? What is actually necessary? The only condition we read, what is it? What is the only condition if we want to be satisfied, what do we need to do? Anybody? We need to come. You need to come. You need to come and drink. So I'm going to break it down, all right, for you? So the first thing, we need to realize that we are thirsty. I wonder if you realize that you are thirsty. Sometimes in my life, I'm going every day and I'm not even realizing I'm thirsty. And I'm not just talking about thirsty for, mm, water. I'm, I want to say thirsty in my soul. Because your thought soul can also be thirsty. You know, we are not just like 
I, we just had a dog. Like, like we still have a dog, but we just got, we bought a dog. And now we have a dog and that dog doesn't need much. It just needs food, shelter, and every once in a while some cuddles. We humans, we are not just better evolved dogs, animals. We are humans made in the likeness of God. We don't need just some food and some cuddles and shelter. That's it. There is something in us that needs more. Our soul needs more. So you might think you're like, something is missing. Yeah, your soul is thirsty. And I wonder if you know when your soul is thirsty. I, I know myself. When my soul is thirsty, I start to get grumpy. A little bit restless. A little bit angry. A little bit not satisfied. A little bit quick-tempered. A little bit, you know what, my, my soul is thirsty. My soul is missing something. And I wonder if you realize when your soul is thirsty. And I do believe there's, 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 there's because we are made unique. But it's not just that we realize our soul is thirsty. The question is, are we, do we realize where can we satisfy that? And you know, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me if you're thirsty. And I'm not just saying here, you know what? For whatever, you only need Jesus. Yes, you only need Jesus for heaven. You only need, for certain things, you only need Jesus. But in life, you still need some food. <laughs> it helps. You still need some good sleep. You still need some good friends. You still need some like fun times. Please. You need great times. You need leisure times. You need to relax. So I'm not just saying, oh, you, oh, you know, just, I don't know. Like, you only need Jesus. Yeah, for certain things. But you need to realize that there's something in your soul that only Jesus can satisfy. Something in you only Jesus can satisfy. And if you don't realize that, you realize maybe, oh, something is missing, so I'm just going to work harder. Something is missing, I'm just going to eat more, or I'm going to eat less, or I'm going to eat, I'm work less, or I'm just going to watch more this, or what, do more that, or go more on holiday, or never on holidays. Get addicted to this and that, because my soul is thirsty, and I'm not realizing that some things only Jesus can satisfy. Amen. And you might sit here and think like, Dan, I know that. I know that. But the question is, are you still going to that well? Are you still going to Jesus? You know, do you remember that story of that woman at the well? And Jesus met her. And basically, he could tell all, share about her whole life, how she like, tried to satisfy her soul with love from different men and was rejected and another man and rejected another man. And he's saying like, come to me. Why are you like, if you would just come to me, I would satisfy you. If we don't satisfy our soul, we could just go anywhere to satisfy us, but it's still gonna leave us empty and bankrupt on the same, same time, amen? And that's, that's a sad story. And I'm like, why are you not coming? You know, Jesus is not just our savior. He's not just bringing us to heaven. He's satisfying our soul. 
And he's not just satisfying it, but he's making it to overflow. And I love how it says here, you know, when you're coming to Jesus, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scriptures has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Interesting is that like anyone who is thirsty, whoever believes. So being thirsty and coming to Jesus is equivalent to believing in him and coming to him for your need of your soul. So actually, when I go and drink because I realize I'm thirsty, what I'm doing, I'm exercising my faith. It's actually true exorcism like, of my faith. It's because like, I go to him. So my question is, what is stopping us? What is stopping you today to go and drink? Because I'm not sure if we always realize that, hey, we need that every day. And one thing that I do believe what is stopping us to go, and I'm going to get real practical how we can, um, you know, how, how it looks like when we go and, and we, we drink and get satisfied. One thing I do believe what is stopping us are empty rituals. Empty rituals. So you might sit here and think, oh, Dan, I'm in church today. Why are you talking about coming to Jesus? I'm in church today. I read the Bible yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Every day I read the Bible. I have communion once a week. <laughs> I have a small group. They're all great. I go to conference twice a year. You know, the question is, are they just empty rituals or are they purposeful rituals? Am I coming to church because I realize I need that fellowship. I need to worship. I need the message. I'm hungry. I'm coming with expectation. I'm thirsty. Or are you just coming because like it's just what you do on Sunday? You know that some people that sit in the same message, one person goes home, built up, inspired. And another person says like, oh, the message didn't really speak to me. You know what I believe? It was, was it expectation, thirst, or was it just empty rituals? Maybe Christmas is like that for you. You know, Christmas, I love Christmas because people still come to church at Christmas because sometimes it's a ritual. It's tradition. So tradition is not something bad, but I do believe we need to discover again the power of rituals and tradition. So they're not just tradition. You know, in the Bible, all through the Bible, the, the, God said to his people, hey, remember, celebrate every year what I've done because you're going to forget. And they can just start to celebrate, but if they're not really going in within, I'm like, all right, so if we celebrate this, what God has done, the question is, am I still trusting him today for what he has done? How is my life looking today? Because it's not just about remembering. It's about afterwards following and trusting him because we remember. Amen? So empty rituals. And the second thing is ignorance and arrogance. So you might sit here and say like, Dan, you know, just to correct you, Dan, doesn't it say that like if the woman at the well she said, like, if you would drink from me, you will never be thirsty again. So we only need to drink once. 
Sorry. Once. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Bible also says if you, you know, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit once. But then the Bible also says that you need to keep being filled by the Holy Spirit. So you receive Him. But that doesn't mean because we live in a world where we, it's like now and not yet. And we are in this limbo between earth and heaven. We still need to be filled daily by the Holy Spirit. In the same way we need to still daily go and fill our thirst by Jesus. So arrogance and ignorance will stop you from doing that. And you might sit here and only think, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian for a long time. I've been, I've, been like, I've been super Christian. But the question is, if people talk to you, are they leaving you refreshed? Are they leaving you being built up? When they're after talking to you, do they feel a little bit of that refreshing water? Or they're like, oh, my, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm burned out after talking to you. There's certain people, the older they get, the more grumpy they get. The more, the older they get, the more they know about Jesus, and the more you, they leave you feeling ashamed and condemned because you don't know as much. The, that's the real question. Is life flowing out of you? Or just bitterness? Condemnation, hurt, anger, egoism, condemnation, knowing better, I don't need God, or I have God, so I don't need to go anymore to God. I, I want to I be a guy that when people talk to me, that if they are around me an evening, they're leaving refreshed. And I'm not saying that I'm always that guy, but I want to be that guy. Do you want to be that guy? I do believe that Jesus wants us to be that guy. And the third thing, what is stopping us is a false image of God. So, you know, if you have a picture of God that portrays God as this guy who can't really fulfill your dreams. He can't really fulfill your, 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 like your, your desires. And he's just there to give you a hard time and to tell you what you're not doing well. Then you will not go to him if you're thirsty. Because when you're thirsty, you don't look really nice. Like, oh. like observe a guy running a marathon. When they go to the water dispenser line, they don't look great. <laughs> it's like the same, like you, you don't look great when you're thirsty. Like uh, you, you're not even behaving sometimes great when you're thirsty. But it's not even that the problem. But the problem is what are you doing then? But if you don't see God as that amazing God who loves us so much, who is able and willing, who is present and comforting. He is like the, the loving father. You will not go to him in these situations. For me, God is, is my first go-to place. Like, the, you know, when I have no patience anymore with my kids, when I feel afraid about the future, 
when I feel frustrated with things. I go to him because I know there is no condemnation when I go to him. He's not going to be there and say like, Dan, I told you, you should have done better. My, he's, I've never been rejected after going to him thirsty. So why, like the question is, are you, what picture of God do you have? Maybe you have a picture of God that is formed by that religion, by bad examples of Christians. I'm sorry, but I want to invite you to change your picture. I love working with people who know the place of satisfying their thirst. You know when they go through difficult times? You know that they're going to they're gonna go now to God. And after they go, after they're going to God, not, not everything is going to be solved, but they will find new hope. They will find new solution. They will find new peace. And when they come back, it's amazing talking to them again. It's like, it's, it's so awesome. Not, like when you have a conflict or you have working with people that, who, and they know that place where they can satisfy their thirst, you're not just, you're not, you don't have to be the Jesus to them. You don't have to be the guy who solves everything for them. Because they know the source of satisfaction. They know the source of peace. They know the source of life. And that, that is awesome for every marriage. That's awesome for every relationship. That's awesome for every work colleague relationship. That's just awesome. So what is stopping us? What is stopping us? I believe that some people here, you're like, you're weary. You're weary. And not because just you've done something wrong and you're thirsty. Not just because, because our bodies are made like that. We get thirsty. The question is, are you going to follow the invitation of Jesus today and to come again and drink? Not maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time. I was drinking today here at the worship because I needed to drink. I wonder if you used the worship time beforehand to drink. I wonder if you used the, the car drive here to drink when in the car, in traffic. In my last four minutes, I'm going to talk about, finish about what does it, what's the result then after we drink? What's the result of that overflowing life? How does it look like? And here it says in John 7, it says, whoever believes in me, as scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. You know, when you come to Jesus, you're not just getting a glass and be satisfied yourself. You're being satisfied, but then within you, a well of living water st starts to spring up and it overflows out of you. So the presence of spirit-filled people brings life to dry places. We drink Jesus and we leak life through everything, through our thoughts, through our speech, through our deeds. Jesus comes out of it. Life comes out of it. Maybe suddenly hope comes out of it again. Solutions come out of it. Patience comes out of it. Forgiveness comes out of it. 
Restored relationship come out of it. Love for your difficult neighbor come out of it. Love for your spouse comes out of it. Love for yourself comes out of it. Acceptance comes out of it. Power comes out of it. Knowledge comes out of it. Thoughts of like suddenly impressions of like wisdom, what maybe God wants to do. And suddenly you walk through life and a thought pops into your mind. I'm like, I can encourage that person through that. I remember walking through the forests of Boppleton. It's like the greatest village on earth. It's where I live. No, it's, just, it's just nice. Sydney is also nice. And Zermatt is nice. And, but Boppleton is nice. All right. So I was walking. Praying. And I was not just praying up for people. I was seeking Jesus for myself. Because first I need to drink. You can't just always drink for others. You drink for yourself and within you comes a well of life and that is for others. So I was there walking and praying and just because I need him. Like it's really difficult to do my job without him. <laughs> and suddenly a thought comes into my mind. I'm like that guy, church, he, he needs an encouragement. And I'm like, I don't even know what to say, but I just started to record voice note and I'm just starting to talk and everything that came into my mind I started to speak out and at the end it was like a two-minute message and I sent it out bam and then one week later that person comes up to me and says like Dan that Audi note that was such an encouragement it was such a word in season thank you so much for saying that and that is like oh my goodness that's what I want to see that, you know, just to make it clear, this morning, I was up in the food and fellowship, sitting with a couple of people, and I was just concerned about myself. And I was in my mind somewhere else, and then I said goodbye, said goodbye to my family, and then I went for a walk, and I was frustrated because I'm like, I don't like to be that guy who sits at food and fellowship and Forgets that like you don't even listen to the person who tells you something and you're not really interested. I'm like, ah, oh, and so I text that person. I'm like, I'm sorry that I was not really interested today. I was somewhere else in my thought. I don't want to be that person. I want to be a person who is present. I want a person that when you're sitting next to me, you're spending time with me, you're being refreshed. That do, I'm, I'm not saying now that you know, that like in your, as a family, sometimes you go through tough times. Sometimes you go through great and like sometimes we need other people. So no condemnation. But it just was an invitation again for me to go and drink. Amen. No condemnation. So I want to end with that one thought. You might sit here and think like, Dan, I want to be that guy. I want to be that woman. I want to be the man that leak life. That out of them, like suddenly there's, there are, there's joy even in difficult situations. There's peace even in difficult situations. There is hope even in the difficult situation. In difficult situation, I'm not just going to withdraw, but I'm going to stand up and I'm going to dig even further into Jesus and I want to believe Him even more. I want to be that person. I want to see other people. 
But where do I start? You know, we live in a world where some people, they go for weeks without any nice word spoken to them. Not even one encounter, genuine encounter, somebody who genuinely said like, good to see you, how are you doing? It doesn't take much water to make a difference when the, water, the, the land is so dry. So I want to just finish with that quick story of my friend Dave doing something very little, but it had in that one person's life a big impact. Let's watch the screen. A while ago, I sent to the participants of the Discover God course, the course material in advance, so the booklets and so on, and I just thought actually I could send them a card as well. Just recently, a lady came up to me and told me, hey, David, this card I received from you two years ago. And I'm honest, I didn't even remember that this lady was part of the course. But she said she had been going through a difficult time the last years, and this card helped her really to keep going and encouraged her. And I didn't write a lot on the card, I just welcomed her and uh, like showed her that I'm happy that she joins the course. Just one personal card saying, I'm happy that you're here. And the person experienced something of that overflowing life. And I want to invite you to maybe to, to just close your eyes. We're going to go into a song. And it's a song, you know, you're invited to to go maybe right now to Jesus tell him what you need tell him your desires tell him that you're thirsty or maybe ask him who in your world can you bless today hey thanks for watching Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye